Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Hey, guess what day it is? It's Monday, and you know what that means? Yes, you do. It's Lighten Up on the Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller, and give it up for my amazing host, Mr. Yosef Kaner. Oh, Yosef, what's wrong with your voice? Do you have a frog in your voice? Wow, you're a master impressionist. Are you going to do the whole show like Donald Duck? Are you kidding? <laughs> anyway, how are you? Good? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Let's say hello to our listeners, okay? As usual, the lovely United States of China, the Netherlands, Israel, Sweden, Belgium, Canada, Germany, New Zealand, and Mexico. Hey, how are you? Say hello. Hello. I don't think it. I don't think it talks back to you. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. Well, whatever. You were asking about. You see the countries that are listening, and then you wanted to know what, how many listeners. Well, we don't know so how that, many listeners. I mean, it could ta- be one person in each country. You know, that's right. That's exactly what it is. Kashem, we'll be so lucky to have one 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 person our, from our each audience. Country. Our, our audience. audience is listening. What are you expecting? Millions of people. This is lighting up. I'm, my name is Steve Miller. Did I mention my name? I forgot to tell everybody my name. And I'm Steve Miller. <laughs> anyway, hey, listen, we're gonna get right to it. All right, Yosef? Groovy. All right, listen. Try to be a little more happy. It's Monday, okay? It's lighting up, baby. Do I sound depressed to you? You do. You sound depressed. Can you pop some happy pills in, please? <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here's. Uh, I'm going to start off with the story. Since uh, last week, now, we did a very serious show about the uh, judicial reform. We had a wonderful guest on. He was so wonderful, I forgot his name already. <laughs> Alan Silver. You oh, had that's Alan right. Silver. That's right, Alan Silver. Alan I'm Silver sorry. Is, an, is an amazing human being. He spends I, so much time putting you know news stories up on a WhatsApp besides having a store and besides other stuff. He's just a very energetic guy. He was, he was wonderful. I'm so sorry, Alan. Um, I'm going through a divorce, so I forgot your name. Anyway, so we had a very serious show. He was very informative. Anyway, so I just wanted to add on. So I found this uh, article. It says here, Leading Haredi rabbi, don't get into arguments with secular Jews. That's what the title is. It says Rabbi Dov Lando sent a message to his students uh, ahead of this summer in his yeshiva. And he tells all of his yeshiva students, don't get into debates with secular students. Remain a Torah student. He goes, there's something that's important to remember. There is a time called vacation, and during vacation, you remain a Torah student. He goes, don't change. You don't become different. (laughs) So basically, over the summer, just because you're not in yeshiva, stay away from the secular Jews and don't engage in any debates over the judicial reform. He said, uh, Torah students should always act like a Torah student. We are very respectful people. Don't get into arguments with anybody. Don't get into confrontations. I don't want nothing. Don't even, don't even offer them a bagel. Don't even offer them kosher food. Stay away from all secular Jews. 
What do you have to say about that? <laughs> well, okay, that's not exactly what he said. He, he has a good point. Don't get into arguments with people. It's it's generally a good idea when you meet people to like try to find some common ground and not argue. So I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, do you have the article in front of you? I have the article in front of me. Yeah. Listen, is this what you're going to do all show? I'm going to. You're going to correct me. That's not exactly what he said. I am telling you what he said. He didn't say don't give them a bagel. He said don't get into oh. arguments. <laughs> don't get into arguments. That's all. It, I know. Don't. Get I'm reading the same story. I know. It's called comedy. I'm trying to embellish to make it entertaining for our two or three listeners. My God, you're like. <laughs> he never said, he never said, to not give them bagels. Steven, you're a liar. <laughs> God, you're too serious. Lighten up. Okay. That's what I'm starting to show off with. What do you got, brother? Um, I've, got, I've got sea creatures who are attacking people in California. <laughs> that's, that's sea no, it's creatures. That's it's so really funny. true. Well, sea creatures. They are actually let – me, let me find one of these. There are um, – in California, there are sea lions – at a place called La Jolla Cave, and they were they started attacking people. Like they came out of the water and started running at people and then trying to bite them, and people were screaming and they had to run up the stairs. So that that was and there's a video of that you can find it. Where is that? A Sky Sky News, but there's also where is this? There's a sea otter. This is a different place in California. There's a sea otter who's been attacking surfers. He'll see somebody on a surfboard. It's in, in Santa Cruz or a place that Lubavitchers call Simcha Cruz. So he goes up to people in wetsuits on their surfboards, and he starts biting the surfboard and scratching it and climbing on the surfboard. And if you try to take your surfboard back, then he'll go after you. So some surfers have had to abandon their surfboards because of the sea otter. They're not sure why this particular sea otter has been attacking people because they don't normally do that. But um, they you say they may, have, they may have to cap. He likes the Beach Boys. I don't know. <laughs> climate change <laughs> climate change exactly exactly <laughs> it's making the animals go crazy hey this is hey jaws has nothing on these sea lions you, people had to worry about sharks they got to worry about a cute little seal stealing your surfboard <laughs> going I surfing i know well, how does it's, it what's, it's, what's that what does a seal make what kind of a what kind of a noise i don't know <laughs> <this is, this laughs> yeah. they kind of go like that. that yeah this is a sea otter i'm not sure what kind of noise they make but but he looks you know he looks uh, i wouldn't want to cross this guy you know He's got teeth. So now they're, the sea, sea lions are attacking students. Oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> are they hunting down the sea lions like they did in Jaws? Did you see the movie Jaws? And there's so many movies I've never seen, including Jaws. And movie- I've never seen Back to the Future, even though the person who wrote it lived two doors away from me when I was in grade school. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Anyway, okay. Very good. Very nice. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Here? Ah, well, so speaking of, well, you did a story of America. Here's, here's one. Do you, now, are you familiar with this politician? Do you know Dove Hickind? Dove, Dove Hickind. He does, uh, talk oh, shows I totally pronounced I, right. He's a, he was a congressman or a local congressman in New York. I've met him a few times. He has a group called something fighting anti-Semitism, whatever. Anyway, it says here, big announcement, everybody. Dove Hickind joins the Republican Party. Hi, oh! <laughs> says, uh, oh, he was a former New York State Assemblyman. He switched affiliation, says the Democrat Party has turned its back on Jews and Israel. Hello? It's 2023. They've turned their back on Jews. 
since at least 2016. That's when I left the Democrat Party, when they were burning Israeli flags in the streets of Philadelphia and, and, and waving Palestinian flags uh, in the Democratic National Convention, when, when Hillary Clinton was running, when good old Kankles was running for president. <laughs> I think they, at one point they voted God out of the party also. I think that was one of their moves. They did. It says here, uh, oh, he heads America, Americans Against Anti-Semitism, which I actually bought a T-shirt from him once to support his, his, uh, his, uh, his organization, and it says Jewish Lives Matter. <laughs> it was kind of, I bought it because it was like mocking Black Lives Matter. It says he's leaving the Democratic Party. He goes, it's official. My wife and I have switched our party affiliation from Democrat to Republican. People have long been asking, Dove, when are you going to leave the Democrat Party? Well, the time has come because the Dems have turned their back on the Jews. So it's officially done. That's what he wrote. Yeah, it's a good move. It's a good move, but it's a little late. Yeah, but even like, you know, you have real Republicans and then you have rhinos. That's right. And and he said uh, he goes, I've had and I've had enough. The Democrat Party turns its back on its friends like Israel and the Biden administration. Hey, leave me out of it right now in policy after policy. I'm just tired, he says. I've had enough. It took a long time, but I am delighted to join the Republican Party. And then he said, I also joined MAGA country. (laughs) It, it's interesting because, you know, unfortunately, it, just because somebody's Jewish doesn't mean they're, you know, they, you can be Jewish and woke. And in New York, there are a lot of Jewish liberals. So he's taking a, a, a you know, he's going to get flack for this. Well, there really isn't many people left in the Democratic Party anyway. But, um, yeah, so he left, everybody. Mazaltov, you're a little late to the party, son. Have you ever met him? Never never met him, but I, I know he has talk shows. Okay. All right. I've never seen his talk shows. Before we before we get out of here, Chip, I think we only have like two minutes. May I don't know how much we have. Do you have a short little story? Any 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 anything else from the sea creatures? Uh sea creatures, no. I don't ah, ah. Uh, there was a woman there were two cases in the past couple of weeks of a woman fighting with a bear. This one woman, 64 years old, she saw that her dog ran out into the into the woods behind her house, and then she was, you know, trying to get the dog to come back, and the dog came back being followed by a black bear. So she did what you're supposed to do if a bear confronts you. You're supposed to try to make yourself really big. So she, you know, put her arms out and growled and made noises. But she also punched the bear in the nose. What? Apparent, she punched the bear in the nose, which apparently you're not supposed to do. It's not re- like uh, the, the you know, Vada Kashrut says it's not recommended. So she did a non-recommended move. The bear bit her, and somehow she was able to fight the bear off and go inside with the dog. And she only had to have like six stitches. <laughs> and she only lost her hand. First of all, you're supposed to punch a shark in the nose. She's she got the wrong animals mixed up. <laughs> Maybe she was nearsighted. <laughs> Punching a bear in the nose. Wow, I would hate to mess with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she's married. Don't 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 uh, don't anger her. She'll she'll punch a bear in the nose if you're married to her. Uh, she'll hit your husband. All right, we'll be uh, we'll be right back after these messages.
One minute of Torah. You will eat and be satisfied. You must then bless God, your God. This verse from our Torah portion, Akev, is both the source for the biblical commandment to say the grace after meals, the blessing after eating bread, as well as part of its text. At first glance, this is surprising because Moses composed this text specifically to thank God for the manna, the miraculous fruit from heaven, while nowadays our bread comes from our hard work getting it from the ground. In truth, however, today's bread is also food from heaven. The physical working of the land is only the vessel we make because God commanded us to work within the natural world. However, it is not the earth nor the seeds that cause the crops to grow, but it is the blessing of God. All of our business ventures, in fact, all of our ventures, succeed only when God wants it to succeed, and no other factor has any power over the outcome. Therefore, when we want to see an increase in prosperity, together with the natural efforts that are necessary, we must increase our commitment to God with added trust, prayers, Torah learning, and good deeds. With your Ein of Torah, this is Chavar Zekavich. You think you can get real news about Israel from major news sources located far away from Israel? Think again. Get it from the source. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller with Yosef Kaner. Yosef, you still with us? I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't yeah. express himself properly. That word uh, just didn't come out right. How are you doing? Good. Uh, you've mastered that. See, you did that at the opening show. Now you got to move on to another character. Like you got to do Porky Pig. Good morning. <laughs> you know that on on Mel Blanc's tombstone it says that's all, folks. Oh uh, no, I didn't. But that's that's very apropos. He was quite an amazing guy. He was. He was an amazing guy. Is it okay? Can we make fun of him or no? Uh, it's it's up to you. I know you get very sensitive because the next story I'm about to do is going to upset you, Yosef. It's about your favorite politician, Robert F. Kennedy. I have some news this week came out in the yeshiva in the yeshiva world. Okay, so don't get upset. Don't get out of bed out of shape right here. So obviously, Robert F. Kennedy has won an award. <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy is named anti-Semite of the week. <laughs> Over the COVID conspiracy tweet that we've been talking about. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> RFK Jr., who recently came under fire for airing an insane and easily disproven conspiracy theory that COVID-19 spared Ashkenazi Jews and also the Chinese. <laughs> uh, he's been named anti-Semite of the week. Hi, oh, Mazalto. Thank you uh, very much, Yosef. Uh, 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 this is a great, great honor to be named Era Era Anti uh, Semite of the Week. I work work very hard to the, be the best uh, Jew hater I can be. Thank you. Where's the <laughs> Where's the funny part? <laughs> 
That is the funny part. <laughs> oh, so anyway, I know he's not an anti-Semite, but it's just funny that they gave him the anti-Semite award. He, hey, now he could stand next to people like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They are all recipients of this golden statue. You know, the actual award is a golden, it's a golden hand with the middle finger. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking for the story. You're talking about the Yeshiva world? Yeshiva world! Yes. It says I, here, um, uh, whatever, it just talks about story. who he is. Okay, stop checking up on me and believe me, okay? I'm telling you the truth. Every, every, Yosef, aren't you happy for me? I want anti-Semite of the year. Every, aren't you happy? Let's have a drink after the show. You're not happy for me? I'm just being silent. <laughs> okay. Well, your boy got anti-Semite of the week. So, Mazaltov to JFK. Keep up the good work, buddy. <laughs> and good luck in the president elections. That's all I got to say about that. Listen, um, if you want to be a co-host with me, you've got to speak more. <laughs> well, you know, if you keep attacking RFK for no reason. <laughs> You're going to boycott the show? You're going to boycott Lighten Up? Well, at least be funny. Okay, I'll try. We'll see what the what the, what the audience thinks. All right, here's a cute story. I'm going to move on because you have no sense of humor. Uh, this I actually just found. Um, here we go. This also has to do because this is Israel News Talk Radio. We want to give news about Israel. It says here, Yair, Yair Lapid. This is what he says. A unity government with Netanyahu will destroy Israel. <laughs> so apparently, this is what he says. I'm a decent person, and this would be the death of decency. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, they've gone, the, the Israeli left has gone nuts over this thing. I know. It's crazy. He goes, it cannot be in Israel that there will be no opposition to corruption, Lapid said. So uh, apparently, if you would like reform and if you would like your uh, uh, your Supreme Court to be voted in by the people, <laughs> then obviously you uh, want to destroy decency. <laughs> I just love the fact that uh, that he uh, it says here that uh, Yair Lapid on the radio on Monday morning in response to growing calls over the past week for a national unity chairman, Benny Gans, to enter the government instead of the far right, Otsma Yehudit, I don't know, and the religious Zionist party. The opposition leader clarified that as long as Netanyahu was prime minister, uh, Yesh Atid, I don't know what these names are, would not enter a government, not because of the person himself, but for reasons of values. Now they care about values. I'm a decent person. Democratic values, yeah, it's it's, yes. it's 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 a joke. It's but it's a sad joke, you know. It's a it's a minority of, of extreme leftists, funded by organizations outside of Israel that are trying to turn Israel more into like a liberal socialist paradise and and be much less Jewish. So they're pushing against this thing. <laughs> yes, we are pushing against it. I this would this would this this is not very decent. And if I have to form a unity government with that man, Netanyahu Ben Yahu, Netanyahu Benjamin Netanyahu, there there's no decency left in Israel. No decency at all. The whole country is going to fall apart. I love it. <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah, that's so, what Alan Silver. Alan Silver said that when the thing passed, so for the left it was Tishavav, and for the right it was Simchas Torah. <laughs> that's so funny. He said that. Yeah, that is really funny. I know. Wow. Maybe you should explain to our uh, viewers uh, what that means, since not all our viewers are Jews. That's true. And religious Good point. Jews. Good point. Tisha B'av is is a uh, day of mourning in the Jewish world. Uh, on Tisha B'av, a lot of really not good things happen, besides the destruction of the Beit of the Temple. Um, world War One and World War Two started on Tisha B'av. Um, a lot of just negative things happened on that date. So every year, Jews fast on Tisha B'av, where Simchas Torah is the opposite kind of opposite. It's the it's a day once a year when Jews rejoice over the giving of the Torah. If you That's remember right. if you remember in uh what put the Mel Brooks movie where he brings down the tablets that that's what that's what they're that's celebrating. That's right. And also uh the last nine days before leading up to Tisha B'av, it's very it's very stringent. You can't listen no listening well no listening to music, no swimming. You can't even shower that much. Can I tell you I showered twice in nine days. <laughs> How about thought you? I, How smelly smelled, were you over Tish? How smelly were you something. on Tish Bob? Yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of different ways you can do that, but some people will take a shower but put a, their arm in one arm in a plastic bag so they're not taking an entire shower. There, there are ways kind of to – there, so there are funny. loopholes. Yes, I, uh, I did that, except I put the plastic bag uh, over my head. <laughs> don't, don't talk I had, about it. I had a hard time breathing, but at least uh, my body was clean, but my head was filthy. <laughs> Yeah. So I took. Uh, yeah. So we don't take a lot of showers. It's a, listen during the three weeks. Uh, stay away from Jews, everybody. <laughs> it's morning. We don't like to have fun. We can't eat meat. Then during the nine days, no showers. It's a lot. It ain't easy being Jewish. That's what I figured out. You know what? You it's know, very. I, I think that I am biologically defective, or I'm a mutation. I don't have that meat gene. You know, like it's considered like a dude thing. You want to do barbecues. You want to eat meat. Meat's a big deal. I don't care. Like it's not a it's not a deprivation for me not to eat meat. Oh, okay. Um, I hey. I that's not funny. That's true, but it's just a thing. All right. Did you put a plastic bag over any parts of your body over the nine days? I did not do that. No. No. You but didn't. I did All replace right. the garbage bag in the trash can. If that counts. <laughs> How many showers did you take in nine days? I take showers during, I mean, not, oh, not every day. I you're take going to Gehenna. You're going straight to Gehenna. <laughs> it depends right. on, it depends on the weather. It, you know, cause you don't also don't want to be gross. I mean, that's also a mitzvah no. to, to not be gross. I, it's a mitzvah to be gross and mourning and sad and depressed. And, and here's the movies I watched. I watched, uh, the Holocaust. I watched, uh, I watched defiance schindler's list <laughs> and i watched the notebook <laughs> so i can get this? real sad what's the you notebook the notebook <laughs> that's about it's about a, a, a it's like a love story no yeah it's a love story but it's depressing because they had uh some disease where they forgot who each other were anyway i watched the notebook to keep myself sad during tishba of <laughs> Anyway, quick story in the last two minutes before we finish up this segment. Look at this. Down in Florida, you're going to love this. They had their annual Ernest Hemingway lookalike contest in the Florida Keys. Have you heard about this? I'm assuming that this is not the way Ernest Hemingway currently looks. 
No, it, it's actually these guys kind of resemble Ernest Hemingway. It says here almost 140 bearded men who resemble Ernest Hemingway converged on the Key West. Uh, the late author, this was his home during the 1930s. So they have a Hemingway lookalike contest. Uh, it began Thursday evening. And the challenge is the highlight of the islands. It's called Hemingway Days Festival that salutes the literary talent and the adventurous alcoholic life of the Nobel Prize winning writer. <laughs> and so uh interesting it is and it's it's a three-night look-alike competition and it's held at and it's held at a bar called sloppy joe's bar <laughs> which is perfect because very sloppy drunk <laughs> so how apropos is that how beautiful is that yeah you, it's a Hemingway you, contest <laughs> imagine if somebody had just gotten ripped and then walks into this you know it yeah. would be quite hey i look like I look like Ernest Hemingway. I got I sloppy Joe's. Can I get a, another shot, please? I look just like him, and I, I write too. Do I? What do I win? You know what? I'm looking at a, in USA Today. The headline says "Old Men Near the Sea." <laughs> anyway, so that's what went on in Key West. Oh my God, we're gonna sloppy have to go to commercial. Oh my gosh, sloppy Joe's. You know, I take We're it back. Go to a commercial break. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll be right back, everybody. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Autonomous mobile robots, otherwise known as AMRs, operate in many work environments, including factory floors, where they perform many essential functions, including forklifts and other transportation tasks. At times, a factory floor can seem like a busy intersection at rush hour. An Israeli firm called 634AI is working on an artificial intelligence-powered centralized control tower to track the location and movement of AMRs, helping to enable efficient and safe indoor operations. The product is called Maestro and offers a constant visual mapping of the entire floor, helping to manage hazards and obstacles. Maestro tracks the robot's movements, including utilization data for forklifts, as well as safety alerts for forklift drivers, helping to navigate the movement of autonomous mobile robot fleets. For more information on the high-tech world today, visit IsraelTechTalk.com. With your INTR Tech Minute, I'm Bob Aiello. Has the news got you down? But with these funny guys, you're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our third and final segment. My name is Steve Miller with my host, Yosef Kaner. Yosef, how are you, my friend? Yes, my name is not Steve Miller. That's right. 
Um, anyway, so did you want to? Uh, I know I kind of cut you off. Did you want to make a comment about Sloppy Joe's? <laughs> Uh, maybe a, a correction. I did say in the previous segment that I don't have the meat gene, but then you talked about the Ernest Hemingway contest and the lookalike contest, and there was a held at Sloppy Joe's, and I my, my I started you know drooling, not drooling exactly. That's not the right word. I I had a sudden desire to eat a Sloppy Joe. Nice. Ah uh, yes, my mother used to make Sloppy Joes when I was a kid. They were sloppy, I tell ya. Lots of napkins is, on that. Is night. that is that only in like? Do they eat sloppy joes in other countries? Or is that primarily an American thing? How do I know? Uh, do they eat sloppy joes in Israel? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I've never seen you know like because it's it's the mix that you buy in the can, right? I've never seen it here. They have it in China. They eat sloppy joes in China. It's not called sloppy joe though. It's called uh, sloppy fung. <laughs> sloppy fung, please pat up chop. Sloppy fung, we love a sloppy Joe. No, we can't pronounce Joe, so it is called sloppy fung. <laughs> fung chow, sloppy fung. Anyway, emotional yo. damage. Listen, what? Emotion, emotional damage. It's a, it's a YouTube thing. There's this Chinese guy who says emotional damage. Okay. <laughs> anyway, listen. Hey, you know what I just found out a couple days ago? Guess who died? Mm. Mm. Sinead O'Connor. I know. That's so that's sad. She's Very, not that she, old. She She's was not fi- that old. She was fifty uh fifty-six or something like that. I don't even think she was sixty. Anyway, she died. I don't even know. They don't really talk about what she died of. They just said she had a traumatic life. Anyway, so I found this article, of course, the AP. It says here. Anything to take a shot at Ben Gavir. It says his campaign forced Sinead O'Connor to scrap a 1997 Jerusalem concert. Now he is a cabinet minister. So apparently they're blaming Ben Gavir for Sinead O'Connor's death. Why, <laughs> why would she have? Why would she cancel the concert? No, I think it says here the death threats forced Irish pop singer Sinead O'Connor to call off a peace concert in Jerusalem in the summer of 1997. At the time, a young man named Itamar Ben-Gavir took credit for the campaign against her. Today, he is the Israel's national security minister. Well, see, apparently she was giving a concert because she was very pro-Palestinian. She was two-state solution. It says here... Yes, it says O'Connor, a spirited singer and frequent source of controversy. Uh, blah, 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 blah. She's famous for ripping up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. I remember that. Um, it says here, incensed after hearing Ben Gavir, who was then 21, boasted in a radio interview that he had succeeded in scaring her away from Jerusalem. And apparently, um, I'm trying to find where in the article it says, um, uh, she was having this peace concert. Uh, it says backed out uh, by the concert organized by Israeli and Palestinian women's groups. So Israelis and Palestinian women's group organized the concert for her to come. And the name of the concert was called, oh, this is so nice, Sharing Jerusalem. Why can't we all just share Jerusalem? You know, the Arabs can can kill the Jews and then they can share the rest of Jerusalem without the Jews. <laughs> so she was very for two capitals for two states. Yeah. That was her stance. Oh, I, was, didn't, I was, didn't know that. Yes. And she was also, it says, this took place, this concert took place after a few years after the signing of the Oslo Accords, which created the foundation 
for the Mideast peace process. I love this is what the AP, the Oslo Accords was the was the catalyst for blood and murder, which Jews have been paying for ever since and was the yep. worst thing ever. And um, this is what the media says. It, it, it was the foundation for a peace process and that Sinead O'Connor supported it. So no wonder Ben Gavir and his groups, when he was a young 25-year-old yeshiva bucker, didn't want her to come. And good for him to scaring yeah. her off. You know what? The left is always trying to get singers who love Israel to boycott Israel. They scare them into not coming to Israel. The one time... 20-some five years ago, 30 years ago, when Ben Gavir uh, told Sinead O'Connor, we don't want you here because you support terrorists, uh, she canceled the show, but yet now he's the bad guy. And now because she's dead, they're trying to make him feel guilty. Well, you know what? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, the, the fake news does not like Ben Gavir. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I wonder what Sinead O'Connor died from. Do you have any idea? They're not saying <laughs> We don't want. We don't want to say that it has anything to do with the vaccines. Do you think? You never know. You never know. Oh, our producer just chimed in. Suspect suicide of her. Possibly suicide. Whoa. Right. Well, you know, I tell you one thing. Uh, when people, um, when they say, when they don't reveal the cause of death, and the family just needs their private time, it's something like what the family doesn't want people to know, whether it's like a drug overdose or like a suicide. It says her son committed suicide last year. She was nice. distraught. She converted to Islam. I know she converted to Islam. No wonder she wanted to have a concert uh, uh, to share Jerusalem. I am now a Muslim. Can you please pass the whiskey and bake potatoes? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, when she okay, yeah, I did. Islam. I didn't realize. I mean, I knew she was not a conservative. But I didn't realize she was so vocally pro-Palestinian. Oh, we, we all should get along, Yosef. Come on. All of us. Let's just share Jerusalem. What's wrong with that? I'm going to have a concert. Nothing compares to you. Remember that song? No, no, but you should that was actually. Her big, that was her big hit. Uh, Nothing compares to you. I, I forget the title I don't of know, the song. I don't know any of her songs. I just remember yeah, she did that long thing on, on Saturday Night Live where she read this, like, weird poem thing. Yeah, and then she ripped up the picture of the Pope. And then she said, yeah, yeah. I'm converting to Islam, and I hate the Jews. Um, no, she, uh, she, she had one big hit, uh, Nothing Compares to You. It's a very sad song. And uh, nothing compares to you. Anyway, it's stupid. So we'll move on. All right. That's all I got to say about that. The Oslo Accords were for the peace process of the Middle East. That's what Forrest Gump thinks. <laughs> anyway, do, do you have any stories? Do what I, do you got? Uh, no, no? I, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got okay. nothing. That's fine. Here, uh, I got one for you. A river, a river in Japan turned green, but I'll say that. <laughs> really? Well, that's a, that's a lightning up story. Why? investigation launched after river turns fluorescent green in japan and it's not really that mysterious it's like many places where chemicals get put into the river there's some kind of a chemical it's a red substance it's called la 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 la, la sodium fluorescine and it's used in making bath salts aren't bath salts those things that if, if a person eats them then they start biting people on the face or something <laughs> like that 
<laughs> I have no idea, but okay, I'll go Anyway, with so some factory was dumping, you know, this is the kind of thing that Robert Kennedy used to go after, by the way. Some factory... hey, man, hey, man, don't dump your green stuff in Japanese rivers. I, I don't like the color green. I'm against that. So anyway, that, that's what made the river turn green. Not a, you know not what? a big story. No, but you know what? I think they. I think they were actually. I don't think that was because of chemicals. I think they were honoring the passing of Sinead O'Connor. So they decided to turn the river green because she's Irish. <laughs> I, I see that. I, I see how you could think that. And then they all just poured bottles of whiskey and threw uh, baked potatoes in the river in honor of her. Okay. I don't we'll know much on. about the potato famine. I don't know. <laughs> it just occurred to me. I need to look this up. Okay. Uh, here's an article real quick, the Times of Israel. The Slimes of Israel. It says here, uh, ex-Shinbet head urges the U.S. to intervene like it did in apartheid South Africa. So apparently the, there's three guys that used to belong to the Shinbet. They want the United States to interfere with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu in this judicial reform. It says here, Netanyahu leads, needs to learn consequences of upending shared values, says Ami Ayalan and two other former officials. He's asking the Biden administration to boost opposition to judicial overhaul because they believe that the United States and Israel have shared values. And if they go through this, judicial reform, then they will no longer share the values of the United States, which in my opinion is a good thing because currently the United States is anti-Semitic and anti-Israel. So if that means sharing values, then then that's what they do. <laughs> that's the that's that's the kind of uh, who is so that? That's what they want. Who is that that blonde kind of Nordic looking woman who used to be in the Obama administration who was I forget what she was but at some point she was she was kind of hinting that the US should send troops into Israel to, pr to protect the Palestinians. Oh I forget God. what her name was. I don't know. So this is that same mentality. <laughs> yeah, so the Shin Bet wants uh, Joe Biden to get involved. Hey, Hey, Benjamin, stop with this judicial reform. <laughs> uh, so that's real nice. I can't believe the Shin Bet would say something like that. Well, it's but not anyway. the Shin Bet. It's a former Shin Bet guy, you know? Right, yes. Uh, there's three of them. Ami Ayalan, Gilad Sher, and Orni Petruska argued that in the wake of the government passing the first plank of its controversial program, the U.S. and others need to show some tough love. We need to show some tough love to compel Israel to retain its democratic system. I love how they keep trying to make people believe that this is going to destroy democracy. It's anti, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it's it's actually very pro-democratic, but they're just, you know, well, lying to the people. Apparently, it's kind of loosening the stranglehold that the the left and certain people who consider themselves elite had over the government. So because if they could... If they could pull the strings on the Supreme Court, they could get pretty much whatever they wanted. And now that's being threatened. That's what. That's why these people are getting upset. That's right. That's right. Um, here's another story. This is actually uh, – <laughs> we used to do a story about Florida man. This is a Florida woman story. Check this out, Yosef. Florida woman who stole $2.8 from a Holocaust survivor. She's sentenced to four years in prison. She's 36-year-old. She's 36 years old and uh, has also agreed – she's also agreed to pay out approximately 
million in restitution and and forfeitures. I don't know. So she basically it says here the Florida woman, she stole nearly three million dollars by exploiting a Holocaust survivor. Um, and you guess what her name is? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Well, don't look it up. I'll tell you. Her name is Peaches. <laughs> I mean, you know, doesn't seem like uh, she, she said she pleaded guilty to wire fraud after posing as a suitor for an 87-year-old man. Peaches callously defrauded an 87-year-old Holocaust survivor who was simply looking for companionship. Now, there's a lot of things wrong with this story. Don't you think that this guy, 87 years old, that when he re- he's trying to find love in his life and, and he says, what is your name? And she says, my name is Peaches. Uh, don't you think that would be a uh, a, a, a red flag? <laughs> that doesn't sound very Jewish. <laughs> yeah, you know, it depends on how lonely you are, you know? Well, apparently, uh, so what she did was she scammed him out of all this money. And so uh, it says here, uh, in addition to the prison time, um, I forget that. She met the victim on a dating website several years ago. So this was over years. (laughs) She then started asking to borrow money to pay an attorney in early 2017 so that he would release funds from an injury settlement that did not exist. So she she got in touch with Yankel, the Holocaust survivor, and said, Yankel, this is your girlfriend, your goyosh, your girlfriend, Peaches. I have money that I need to get from an injury accident, and the only way I can get it is my attorney, who I can't afford, can release the funds. And this guy fell for it and would write her checks. Uh, and then she just kept calling him. Uh, you're not going to believe. She's, I don't know where he got all this money. It doesn't say. Um, but she ended up uh, buying things like uh, d- designer clothes from Louis Vuitton. Uh, she bought a boat and multiple cars, including a Corvette and a Suburban. And went on expensive vacations where she stayed at places like the Ritz Carlton. Peaches! Oh my God. There's a picture of her, too. She doesn't is, look like a peach, okay. babe. Is there is there a chance he's going to see any of that money back? Uh, I don't know. Well, she is paying restitution, it says here, but I, I have no idea. It says the elderly victim, uh, Sturge, her name was Peaches Sturgeos. Scam was not publicly identified, so they're not telling you by prosecutors. He suffers from cognitive decline after he ran oh, out yeah. of money. Sturgeo so urged him to. Sir, after he ran out of money, his girlfriend Peaches urged him to sell off assets and borrow money to continue the cash flow. What a nice lady. And she only gets four years. And she only gets four years in prison. And she's paying back $2.8 million. I don't know where she's getting the money. But either way, I don't understand how Yankel could get, can fall for that. Never go out with a girl named Peaches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, you know, if he's, if he's becoming senile, you know, it's just sad. It's just very sad. Okay. It is. And sad. we're not supposed to be sad. This is not a sad show. That's right. Tishba'av is over, and I've showered everyone. So let's be happy. All right, do you have anything? Oh. Crikey. Crikey. Well, I I was going to curse, but then I realized, I'm on the air, babe. Uh Uh-oh. My mommy's going to kill me. I spilled it over documents. Anyway, do you have anything while I clean this up? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm still still looking. I'm still looking at the... uh... Listen, Uh, next week, you got to be more prepared. (laughs) Uh, You know, okay, I was looking for stuff... You know, a reasonable amount of time today, but a lot of the news is just so depressing. You know, it's hard to find good. Well, stuff. that's why you got to find funny stories. Okay, look, we can end on something good. All right, 
this is a good story to end on. Uh, I found this. This is great. This will make everybody happy. This is right here in Pennsylvania in a place called Lebanon, PA. Have you ever heard of Lebanon, PA? I have. Oh, really? You have? Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, the an enormous Lebanon bologna sandwich was unveiled at Pennsylvania Community Fair. Ayo! <laughs> There's bologna called Lebanon bologna? No. I don't know. In Lebanon, Pana, uh, Lebanon, PA, they made a bologna sandwich. Uh, and it was billed as one of the world's largest, has been unveiled at the Central Pennsylvania Fair. Guess how long this bologna sandwich was? Uh, I'm looking it up. Don't look it up. Just say, <laughs> how long was it, Steve? How long um, uh, How, how 40, long was it, Steve? 45.7 meters long. That's they, they had, okay, they had one roll that long? Yeah, I guess so. A 150-foot-long bologna sandwich was created Tuesday night at the Lebanon Area Fair. It can't be on uh, one roll. I can't see. That's how right. It was it, the uh, it was the Lebanon Area Fair uh, by a large crew volunteer known as the Bologna Security. That's what they call themselves. <laughs> Lebanon Bologna is known for its distinct smoke and tangy flavor. Oh, oh so interesting. It, Every foot-long bite was sponsored at $100 per foot. So they actually, people paid to take a bite out of this, and they finished it. Hi-oh! Isn't that it's wonderful? Not, it's, it's not even kosher. This is cheese with the bologna. Oh, that's a big, that's a lot of bologna. It's not even kosher. Anyway, <laughs> that's a good story, right? 150-foot bologna sandwich that people paid $150 to take a bite out of. Wow. Well, I'm still trying to. I think they just use a bunch of rolls. I can't see that they would have one big long roll, but that would be very impressive to have a 150 foot long roll, you know? They did. And anyway, 30 seconds left. We've ran out of time. Yosef, thank you so much for co hosting with me. What say you, my friend? Thank you. Thank you very much. No Donald Duck? Um, he, he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Shavua Tov. Have an amazing week, and I love you very much. Ta-ta. Israel News Talk Radio.